0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: gentlemen welcome in this is the voice of the Arkansas or the all-star wrestling federation Michael Carnahan joined as always by our fan Cody and of course my broadcast colleague uh Cornbread uh gentlemen how are you doing this week
0: uh hey
2: doing pretty good and yourself Michael
1: hey it's another day in paradise always good to be on the uh on the old radio, getting ready for another action-packed night, and you know what? To be honest, this Saturday night, I have a little bit. Uh, I have a little bit more. I'm uh, thankful for coming into the ASWS uh, Fall Classic Halloween Resurrection uh, this Saturday night. We will finally see the original Misfit establish himself as the legitimate and recognized. ASWF Evolution Champion, but we'll get to that here as we go along in the night. Uh, I promised something, gentlemen, and I'm not going to make the fans wait too long. I said that tonight we are going to go ahead and give away two free tickets. I'm, I'm going to go ahead right off the top and uh, give you guys the question and the answer. Whoever gets the first answer, and Nicole, unfortunately, you can't win tonight. But uh, the first person to get me the answer in the comments section will win two free tickets to the ASWS Fall Classic Halloween Resurrection coming to you live from the Valley Arena this Saturday night. The question is, who was the very first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame? Hit us up in the comments section. First cor- correct answer will win the two free tickets for tonight.
2: What about me, Michael? Can I answer?
1: Cody, you're part of the production crew here at the ASWF. So uh that makes you an employee and no, you can't win. You've you've seen the answers, Cody. Come on now. You were in the you were in the meeting at, earlier. Well,
0: I'm I no clue no leader.
1: No
0: <laughs> um,
2: so I'm interested uh, in uh, it. I mean I mean, look, Michael, I I don't know what uh what's uh going on but uh while you're at it though michael since we're on the air why don't you go ahead and give the lovely fans of aswf the phone number to call in and interact with us tonight
1: absolutely you can always interact with us by calling in at 347-989-1171 or feel free over here if you're watching on facebook live you can comment in the comment section And we'll try to get to as many of your comments as possible as we go along here. But we got an action-packed, wall-to-wall show here tonight, Cornbread and Cody. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump right into the show that we just wrapped up two weeks ago. It was the final show before Halloween Resurrection. And, I mean, what a stacked card it was. I mean, we're talking about we saw the pretty boy Matt Odom take on Tyler Knight and Justin Vincent in our opening contest. And, oh, boy, was that a heck of a triple threat to get us started here going into Halloween Resurrection. It's definitely knowing, you know, for Tyler Knight, he's got the Penitentiary of Pain coming up. And Justin Vincent with his tables match just a few short weeks uh, prior to this. And now we're looking at, what, under 48 hours. Now we're, uh, what, 39 hours and 56 minutes away from the start of Halloween Resurrection. Woohoo. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it.
2: Me too. I mean, Michael, this – oh, man. uh, It's chilling. And, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just not talking about the the feel in the air right now. We're talking about the action that went on this past Saturday at ASWF – or, sorry, two Saturdays ago – and what's to come? I mean, that opening triple threat match was hard hitting. You had a guy like Tyler Knight, who is who is known for his intensity. Then you've got Matt Odom on the other hand, who is he's big, he's cocky, but man, he can get down to business when it uh, when it comes time to. And Justin Vincent, well, this guy. He had his hands full in that triple threat match, and what happened afterwards just uh, added a little more to his plate.
1: You're absolutely right about that, and I want to get into what happened afterwards because, you know, I've got to say at this point, and I know he's probably watching on the Facebook Live, but Cornbread, you were sitting right out there with me after the announced position when this went down, but I have got to say, Brad is almost a crutch to Justin Vincent at this point. He's almost, he's almost a negative in this case at Halloween Resurrection. And the reason why I say that, Brad put himself mm-hmm. in harm's way at the end of yeah. this triple threat match that, by the way, the uh, Tyler Knight won, got himself a little momentum heading into the penitentiary of pain. But Brad put himself in harm's way and went through that table two weeks ago this Saturday night at Halloween Resurrection. It'll be two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, that's something that Justin Vincent is going to have to put in the, you know, the very back of his mind and put behind him. He cannot focus on, number one, doing this for Brad, doing this for Daniel, doing this for anybody but himself. He has got to completely be focused in on the ASWF Hall of Famer Excalibur, and I think you can back me up on this one, Cornbread.
0: Uh, I I, I agree I, I I agree with those points because those points are very very interesting, and 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 the crazy thing is of all of this is that's when you know you really have to dig down deep and see what you got because. You know, Excalibur really hasn't been that, that much on the successful streak of late. and some, would, some will argue the same face for, for Vincent here. Right now, it, it's almost a toss-up, and if I have to go Vegas odds here, some Vegas odds would literally say experience will we'll win this one, but you can never, ever count out Justin Vincent, not by a long shot.
3: You're
1: absolutely right about that. You can never cut out just, count out Justin Vinson. I will say that. But here's the thing. I mean, with the dead weight, and I mean, I, I don't mean that in a negative way, fans. So, you know, don't start, don't start commenting all these negative things you guys like to say. I don't mean this in a negative way. But Brad is honestly dead weight out there that is going to weigh on the mind of Justin Vincent, And we'll get to our predictions later on after we wrap up this last card we just got through, but I mean, my goodness, it it could get ugly for Justin Benson.
0: Yeah, it could be, and and the thing about it is, um, could could this be oh, another Vincent on the shelf? I mean, we we don't know at this point, but is this a trap match? Is this is a trap match for either one of them. And it's a Halloween resurrection. Uh, to me, I'd say the answer is yes. And I'd say it's a must watch both of them because both really have to get out of their quote-unquote font, so to speak. I mean,
2: absolutely. Um, sorry sorry to interrupt, Michael. No, uh, you got a break down almost similar to a tell of the tape here, gentlemen. You've got Excalibur, who has not been on quite a run in a while. I mean, he, you know, he just, I mean, up until long ago uh, or up until recently, you know, he had just got out of a feud with Grayson Beckett. Um, right. And the thing is, you know, I mean, no, you can't train for a tables match. It's just not a match to train in. It's definitely one of those situations where – the floor is lava, in a sense, if you know what I mean. Because that's what mm-hmm. that table is. You got to stay away from it. That's like the key to success in that match. Um, but breaking down the tell of the tape, you've got Justin Vinson, who is making quite a name for himself as a singles competitor. He was he was notably a tag team pair, uh, uh, tag team competitor for the better part yeah. of a year, gentlemen. So for him to veer off and and be a singles competitor while his brother was on the shelf, I mean, he's definitely out of his element as well.
1: Well, I mean, you almost say he's out of his element, but one, he's been competing in singles action ever since losing the Tag Team Championships back at Fight for Freedom. Justin Vincent has, at this point, you've got to think acclimated to what the rigors of what he's gonna deal with coming in to a singles contest against an ASWF Hall of Famer. Now it's can he put all the lessons he's learned since July together to have a successful Halloween resurrection?
0: I mean, I mean those they're available the points. Go ahead.
2: A very, very valid point. Um, I mean, but I mean, come on, let's go like back to it in the sense of coming from what we've seen in the recent history, both men, they have to be careful in these situations and not let their anger get to the best of them. Because yes, the object of a table match and this is the technical rule of a tables match. I've did the research on it. The role of a table's match is you have to physically drive your opponent through the table. You can't you're you can't move out of the way if they're running into if they're running into you and they put themselves through a table. You have to drive your opponent through the table physically, gentlemen. This is a match where mistakes can be very critical to the outcome. And both of these men, as of late, we've seen it cost both of them. Their tempers have cost them out of matches. Excalibur, mm-hmm. you know, his his temper, his, his frustration has cost him the match. Same thing with Justin Vinson. That was kind of why he didn't regain those tag team championships, if you remember, it was he beat down the new tag team champions, one of them, with their golden ticket briefcase.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: You're absolutely right about that, gentlemen. And uh, I want to kind of slide on into the another contest we had kind of a uh, now we know what was a preview for Halloween Resurrection. And of course, that being the ASWF Championship match, uh, Curtis Dawn started off the show coming out. He was called to the ring by the commissioner, and the commissioner said, Curtis, it's the 34th day since you defended the ASWS championship and either you defend that title tonight or I'm taking that belt back to the back with me and I'm stripping you of the championship. The question question that we all really need to be asking here is is it fair? And I said this Last night, I believe it was when I did the uh, live video for the ASWF championship match. And guys, I want to put you guys to put your biases aside. Obviously, I know you both lean towards the big man K Toomer, and you guys are rather biased towards him, but I want you guys to put that all aside and look at this. Is this fair to the most prestigious champion in the entire state of Arkansas? In the entire Mid-South for that reason, to have to defend his title on such short notice. And not only defend his title on such short notice, but do so against a monster like the big man K-Tumor. I'll let you guys speak.
2: I mean, Michael, uh, it's a lot of companies have this policy. I mean, you know, you sat there and you've, uh, you've seen some of the contracts that these guys sign. When they sign their rematch clause, the other clause apart, that's a part of that rematch clause, or in general, is should a competitor win a championship, it is their obligatory oblig, obligatory duty to defend that title within 30 days. And if they are unable to defend it within 30 days, then they are either stripped of the title they must vacate it or defend it on day 30.
1: Oh I mean, my goodness. come on, Michael. Yes, that's and the rule. Let's be honest here. Curtis has been busy. He's been in the gym. He's been preparing to be exactly what he is. And you know as well as I do, because you work in the production department, we have the, the champion schedules right in front of us all the time. And you know how busy Curtis Don's schedule has been with media appearances and doing what champs do. And he just hasn't had time. I feel like there should be an exception to the rule here.
2: I mean, exactly, Michael. But, I mean, here's the thing. We can't – we've seen people have to vacate championships before. And, and the. I mean – Michael, we've got a you've got a duty to defend that if you win it and yeah, that does mean losing a few hours of sleep or media appearances Um, you know it's on the company because the company helps them with these media appearances to make sure everyone complies to that Well,
1: yes, we all know that a car, and he gets transportation to the media appearances and all this. And the champ should never be at the disadvantage. Cornbread, I apologize, I interrupted you. Go ahead.
0: No, 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 it's fine. His here's, here's thing, I'll, I'll call it down the middle, and I'm gonna speak to both sides. I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak to the challenger side, and I'm gonna speak to the champion side. And that's this. The rules always been in effect. You know, everybody wants to scratch and claw and do whatever they have to do to get the championship. And then once they get the championship, some guys feel like, oh, this is like their relaxation period. Here's the thing. You get a relaxation period. No question about it. But you also have to realize that your champion is tougher being at the top it's even greatest of tough just staying at the top. With that being said, Kate Turner provided an excellent challenge. The deal is, he didn't take the belt. So, if I really have to speak to both sides on this one, you know, it's not me taking one person's side or like the rough. It's this. You're a champion, you signed the deal, you signed the deal, and bottom line, you have to be the one to defend the championship. No matter if they has to, if, if you do it for every week, that's fine. If it's you know once every thirty days, that's fine. But you have to be the champion. Because here's the thing: in championship matches, you honestly have to. You honestly, I mean, honestly, you have to be. I mean, you got the chance advantage, even, even in the championship match. Because all you have to do is outlast your opponent if you're the champion. If you are the challenger, the pressure is even greater on you to take the belt. But it's one thing to take the belt and defend it rather than take the belt and then not defend it. But nevertheless, you have to give the champ props. He did defend the championship. Even though he lost by disqualification, he still retained his title question is, who will be the next one to take that belt from him? And well, not just who will take it take it from him, but when will he lose that title? Who knows?
1: I mean, I would agree with you, Cornbread. The thing is with this, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head, and uh, Cody, maybe you can agree with me. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But Toomer had his shot. Toomer gave the champ his best shot, and Toomer wasn't successful. Toomer won the match, but Toomer won the match by disqualification. And that's where I think the champ is smart. And I said this last night in the live video. The champ did what it took to survive. So now what I want to ask the big man is, what are you going to do to to Equal out that championship advantage you had your shot, you gave him your best shot. Why do we deserve another opportunity
2: Gentlemen? well, I mean, Michael, you bring up a very good point. It was smart on the main event to to use the champion's advantage to uh well i as as it's called to his advantage. The one thing we've got to factor in is that champion's advantage, we've seen it time after time. It can be taken away at any point as well. We've seen it announced before matches. Hey, if their champion's advantage is gone, if they get disqualified, guess what? A loss, uh, disqualification loss is just as good as a pinfall loss in in this case. Uh, But as far as the big man goes, uh, getting a rematch, I mean – Look, Michael, sometimes we – ASWF has to give the fans what they wanted. The fans were not happy with that DQ victory. It was far from over later on, as we've seen on Matt Odom's Facebook post, uh, where, I mean, the fight got taken to the streets. And obviously there was unfinished business. And when it starts breaking into the streets like that, it becomes a public thing outside of ASWS, And look, we, you know, as a as a commissioner and a shot caller, you've got to think. I've got to either let these two settle it once and for all in the ring again, or if this breaks out into the streets again, I mean, we're looking at lawsuits and stuff, gentlemen.
1: Well, I mean, and that's the question I have for you. Obviously, we've seen since April, and now, you know, coming up on uh, coming up on tying Mark Wolf, who lost the ASWF Championship at Halloween Resurrection last year, is the longest he's looking to tie and pretty much guarantee himself to surpass Mark Wolf this Saturday uh, night as the longest reigning ASWF Champion of the modern era. That would be the mm-hmm. main event, Curtis Don, should he be victorious. That's another added incentive for the big man to, uh, to defeat the big man for uh, the main event, Curtis mm-hmm. Don. We've seen how he's carried himself as a champion. We've seen what he's been able to accomplish. He's always coming in. You know, you see him coming off the street in a, in a suit with the championship around his, on his shoulder. He's always carrying that championship with the utmost class. then you've got a guy like the big man, K. Toomer. I mean, this guy is all about fighting. He's, He's a prize fighter, let's be honest. He's just looking for the biggest prize. He's found the biggest guy in the ASWF, and now he's focusing on him to establish that the ASWF belongs to him. That doesn't exactly scream champion
0: to me. Well, would would it be okay if I something to this whole equation? Go ahead, cornbread. And, and 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 I mean, let's really really picture this. And and I'm and I'm gonna kind of add a little bit onto Cody's point um, that he made concerning um uh, you know taking away the champion champion's advantage here. And that's this. What if, let's say just for a hypothetical, let's say that. It was, multiple, it was a multi-man match, and it was first ten fall of submission wins. That takes away the champion's edge because it's not an elimination. And and here's the thing. Curtis Dawn might want to count his blessings that it was a one-on-one match with champion's advantage because if it was multi-man, um, that's a much win for him because there's only three – you know, there's only three types of triple threats, and that is one is sudden death, which means the challengers have to be the champion. All similar to a one on one match. There's the regular triple threat match where the champ doesn't have to be involved in order to lose the title, and then there's the elimination stuff. So hypothetically speaking, you really don't have Kate Hoomer as the only one after that championship. You got a whole list of competitors all after one top prize, the top prize in Arkansas, and that's the ASWF championship. So we can't all just kind of just focus so much on K. Toomer being the only one challenging for that title. He He got a whole list of guys coming after him. So he has a monster problem.
1: Well, that's why the champ is as smart as what he is. The champ has not. If you notice, since he's won the ASWF championship at anniversary 20, the champ has strategically not allowed that himself to be put in that situation. He's a very smart individual, a dominant champion at that. But the champ would never, ever sign a contract where his championship advantage was thrown out the window.
2: I mean, Michael. I mean, here's the thing, though. We've we've seen it before. We've seen it happen. Last minute decisions can be made too. I mean, you know that's you you sign it on the release. You know when you signed off for a contract. Yes, we were. Yes, I was in the back during a production meeting, uh, seeing the main event come in there. He didn't want this match. It was obvious, but it had to happen. Match had
1: to happen. You're right about that. And I mean, obviously, we didn't get a, a get a ample enough finish uh, to the last contest for these bloodthirsty fans that in that are in the uh, in the valiant arena. So of course, we're gonna throw the poor champ. To the wolves again this Saturday night at Halloween Resurrection.
0: I mean, it ain't ballet. it's sports.
2: I mean, no, it's like I said, this it's it's the risk you take uh, as a champion, Michael. Uh, you know, like I said, we you were in that production meeting. You heard the shouting match that was going on between the main event and, and the powers that be the main event. His exact words was what gives K tumor a right, a, another opportunity for my belt. And uh,
1: well, words, Cody, if you remember is, I just beat that chump. He should go to the back of the line. Not by words. Obviously I realized the big man is a impressive specimen, but hard to argue that if you lose to the champ, you automatically get a rematch.
2: I mean, Michael, that's for sure. We've seen people beat the champion and turn around and get an opportunity. But unfortunately, it was not k Toomer's not to beat the champ. It was an underhanded tactic. k Toomer made a valid point, and that's why we're getting the big man K-Tumor versus the main event Curtis Dunn for the ASW Championship.
1: Well, let's be honest here, Cody. You call it an underhanded tactic. I call it smart. You know, I mentioned this last night and brought it up last night. The reason why Curtis Dawn has been so successful as the ASWF champion is because he is a smart competitor. He's smart about the way he goes about his business. In the fact that he, he was the, he's the only champion – Minus, uh, minus right now the storybook, Prince, and Gary and Tyr, he's the only champion in the ASWF that will do whatever it takes to protect this championship. I mean, let's be honest here. D-Mike certainly didn't do it. D-Mike let, allowed his title belt to get stolen. So, I mean, let's be honest here. You got to give it up to the man, and now we're punishing him for doing what it took to keep the championship around his waist.
2: I mean, I can't argue with you there, Michael. Again, I don't agree with it. I'll call it an underhanded tactic. But I will say that he did what it took to – he found a loophole.
1: And he took it. He found a loophole. Well, gentlemen, real quick, I want to come back in. Uh, I have been seeing your messages, Amanda, here in the comments section I did ask the question. I haven't gotten a correct answer yet. The question for two free tickets tonight, who was the very first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame? Uh, Pamela and Fred James both comment, and Fred James has his own matchup to worry about this Saturday night. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, both comment that they are on uh, Toomer's bandwagon to uh, become the new ASWF champion and. You know, we talk about the history that could be made on Curtis Dawn's side if Toomer is successful and becomes the ASWF champion Saturday night. This would be the fastest ascension in ASWS history to the ASWF championship. I'll let that sink in for a few
0: moments for you, gentlemen. That's a good Go ahead. Go ahead, come on, Brad. No, 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 I was just saying that's a good stat. That's that's
1: oh, yeah, that is a, that that says a, that
0: says it all. I mean I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough route, no question about it, gentlemen. But um if anybody if anybody can overcome a lot of the obstacles and we've seen it before in the past, I mean it it could be the I mean, it could be the main event Curtis is gone, but You know, he's got somebody right there that they'll stop him in his tracks and willing to do anything and everything that he can. But you got to look on the other side of that equation. Chris Darn would do anything and everything he can just to keep that title.
1: You are right about that. Gentlemen, real quick before we move on to this Saturday night, I want to talk about the main event at the last show. It was the Tag Team Champions. Gary and Tear in the storybook, Prince Gaston against the Manai, Asa of Morta, the Mistress of Mayhem, and the Suicide King, Ray Ray. Uh, and the reason why I bring up this matchup, 14 days before they go in and they have a contest. Now, I don't care if it's against a fan. I don't care any of that information. But 14 days before they have a title defense, you put them up against what could arguably be considered their strongest competition in the tag team division right now, the Manai. Once again, another terrible, terrible decision by Joey Britt, in my opinion. It was an excellent back-and-forth encounter, and guess who cost the champs the match? Fred Blackout James, who's obviously watching us right now. Costing the champs the match Two weeks before Halloween Resurrection and I can guarantee You Fred I know you're watching right now I can guarantee I talked to the Champs that didn't sit too well With them I hope You're ready for this Saturday night Gentlemen let's go ahead and discuss this
0: Well If you would mind I would love love to start This one off by saying You know you're, you're Champions and regardless of what title you hold, and I'm speaking in particular to the tag team championships at this point, regardless of what championship you hold, even if it's a non-title match, you need to be pushed further to your limits. And the Manaf, it seems like they got their head on straight. And bottom line, they they didn't come to play games. They came to rock and roll. And... Any two members of the Monarch to be champions at any time. It doesn't matter who you who you put with them. You can you can have any overpiece mixed match of any two members of the Monarch, and you can put them in a tag team title situation, and they will come out champions. That's the one thing that Gaston and Mr. Teer has to be leery of. You step inside the ring in another title back, you better compete as if the titles were on the line. And bottom line, regardless of distractions or how you however you might put it, the bottom line is same the same thing I said with Kummer, it's the same thing I'm gonna say here with the Manach. Now I got them to win and line, I won't be surprised if they end up with the tag team title. If, if the champions don't have their head on straight. i tell you what, it
1: would certainly be uh, interesting to see Fred Blackout James, ASWF tag team champion.
0: My goodness.
1: Uh, I almost threw up just thinking about it. Uh, yeah, Amanda, well, that is an incorrect answer We're going to need you to keep trying uh, I mean, at this point I, I would think y'all would have your Google machines up And trying to get the answer that way Come on now uh, Once again, first person to comment Who is the first inductee into the ASN Excuse me Into the WWE Hall of Fame uh, We'll get the two free tickets Into, the, uh, into Halloween Resurrection This Saturday night but, I, I mean, just the simple fact that the Book Prince, Gaston, and Gary and Tear had them where they wanted them. And if it wasn't for little Fred Blackout James, who gets one victory, and all, let's be honest, all he had to do, he shouldn't have even got the pinfall in that matchup. All he had to do was stand in the corner and ride the coattails of the Storybook Prince to a victory. That's all he had to do, but no, he wanted to showboat. he wanted to tag himself in, and wanted to get the pinfall. And now all of a sudden, he thinks he 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 thinks he's tag team championship material. Cody, I mean, you're a fan. Maybe you can explain this to me. I mean, Michael, you gotta think of it this way.
2: I mean, Fred. All right. Let's, let's go back to a few weeks. Hashtag FGA was out in the ring.
0: Gaston
1: came out. The fans, they, yes. I have to talk to you real quick. Amanda Duran, you won the two tickets to the, uh, to the Halloween Resurrection show. Go ahead and message the ASWF Facebook page with your information, your name, address, et cetera. Remember to bring your photo ID to get into the door. You're going to Halloween Resurrection for free. I apologize,
2: Cody. Continue. Um, but anyway, Michael, you've got to th- think. All right, it all started a few weeks back. Hashtag FGA called out any team. And I'm, again, uh, the tag team champion, Gaston Stallion, came out by himself without guarantee or in tow. He said he could beat hashtag FGA. It with anybody of his choosing. Hashtag FGA shows f- the man Fred Blackout James. And yes, Gaston wrestled a big majority of that match. But Fred Blackout James took his opportunity, and guess what? He got the victory for his team. It wouldn't be until after the match that we see Gaston and very Gaston fashion, he was excited for the victory, but he wanted to make a statement saying that, hey, that victory was his too, Michael.
1: You're right about that. You're exactly right. It was only the storybook, Princess. I know you guys have this hero worship for Fred Blackout James because you all wish you could be where Fred Blackout James is, but you're going to learn the hard lesson of why each and every one of you – Aren't Fred Blackout James this Saturday Night in my opinion And that is because you are not an Athlete Fred James got lucky when he beat Will Cage a couple Weeks back he got Lucky and he took the Upper hand on Gaston's On Gaston's Hard work he put the victory right out of his hands and let's Be honest I believe truly In my heart That that man, that Gaston, is the one who should have gotten that victory. All he did was ride Gaston's coattails and come in and steal a victory. Cornbread, what's your thoughts on this? Maybe you can talk some sense into these fans. Uh,
0: well, uh, to answer the question, Mike, I'm, I'm actually happy where I am. It has to be broadcaster. Um Number two, I, I think Mr Fred James has got, just learned a very, very valuable, important lesson about the wrestling about the wrestling business and the wrestling industry as a whole. You turn your back on somebody. Sometimes you may think you can trust them, especially if you're a competitor, but when that competitor ends up realizing that, ooh, he's in our world now. You don't think for one second they'll take advantage of that fact. Some will, some won't. But in this case, um, Mr. Fred James has got a whole lot to learn. But I'm not ruling out the fact that of him possibly scoring a shocking win. Because you know that's going to throw Vegas into – yeah, Vegas will become a nut house if
1: that happens. Well, you're right about that. But here's the, here's the uh, you know, the thing that makes this unfair, in my opinion. Because we all know that the current administration is all about things that are unfair. And here it is. Here it is, cornbread. The fact that the ASWF Tag Team Champions, and you have to agree with me, the champs aren't mad that they're defending the title. The champs are mad even that they're defending the titles against Bro Blackout James, let's be honest, quick night. But it's the mystery well, opponent; they have no opportunity to prepare, and that isn't right.
0: But sometimes that can also backfire too, as we all know. Sometimes, even even if you bring in a mystery opponent, sometimes. That's why they say be careful who you choose. Because sometimes whoever you choose may only just be there just because it's a big event. Sometimes they may sometimes they may have an elaborate plan to get you to win, but you know, as we've seen before, sometimes that plan don't work out too well. Well, Cody, I'll go ahead
1: and let you chime in on the whole mystery opponent. Uh, We'll go ahead and toss our thoughts here on who it could be. And I've got a pretty sneaking suspicion on who this mystery tag team partner of uh, Fred Blackout James will be. But, Cody, I'll go ahead and let you talk on this mystery partner. Do you truly believe, even as a fan with all this bias and love and you hero worship Fred Blackout James, do you truly believe it is fair for him for the chance to have to defend the title against a yet to be named opponent?
2: I mean, Michael, if we're speaking in all honesty, I mean, fair is fair, right? I mean,
1: right. Fair is fair. You're and, doing good.
2: And as the uh, as the uh, y- you've got to think. As the champions, you've got to be prepared for anything. Where the, I mean, when they were challenging for tag team championships, were they prepared for Justin Benson to have a man the size of the big man K Toomer as a tag team partner? Exactly. We've seen the role that K Toomer's been on as of late as a dominant force, right? Right. Where's the difference there, Michael? I mean in a sense you've got to be ready for everything but I mean if I if I'm being honest yeah I love an underdog story so yeah I would love to see the man Fred freaking blackout James and that partner of his choosing take those tag team titles home buddy I mean Michael that would definitely be one of the most shocking moments in ASWF history. Next to you actually growing a pair. Oh
1: my goodness. You're right about that. It will be a, the most shocking moment in ASWF history if Fred Blackout James becomes one half of the tag team championship. And I'll tell you why because it'll be the night that the ASWF tag team champions die because Championship... Die because it's held by a fan. That is, ugh, that makes me sick to my stomach. But gentlemen, we're gonna go ahead and move on in to the preview for this Saturday night. Oh. I just do you have the full classic Halloween resurrection live from the Valley Arena at 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas, and we're gonna start out with the probably biggest match. That the ASWF really has to offer, you know the biggest opportunity that the ASWF has to offer. After last show, when uh, the Storybook Prince lost the golden ticket, yeah, he suffered a minor setback there. Uh, we now have to crime a new golden ticket winner, gentlemen. Uh, obviously, there's going to be Open to everyone, minus, of course, our current ASW champion, the main event, Don. So let's talk about this. Uh, go ahead and throw out and I'll start out I'll with you, and I'll say that while I don't believe he'll be successful in his championship quest on Saturday night, I think it's going to be hard to get the big man tumor humor out. Cody?
2: I mean Michael, I can't I can't disagree with your pick there. I mean we have seen but we have seen shockers before. I mean you were talking about big men. Look back in February when Grayson Beckett threw out Leo Keegan, the Nocturnal Flame. I mean it's happened before. We've seen it. But my pick, well, uh, Michael, I Michael, I think I've got the winning pick right here. You ready? Okay. I've I've had some surprises, leaked, So, so uh, go. I'll go ahead and, and let you in on it a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. My pick for as the winner of the ASWF Golden Ticket Battle Royal is going to be the last man standing in the ring. Oh my
1: goodness! What a typical man to say that. The last man standing in the ring. Of course that's going to be the golden ticket winner. I need a competitor's name, Cody. Come on. You know this.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, all right. A competitor's name. uh, You know what? Michael Carnahan, we've seen you in a battle royal. My pick will be Michael Carnahan.
1: I'm not a competitor. I'm an announcer. God darn it. Corbett, show them how it's done. Who do you
0: think's gonna win the golden ticket? Ooh, too too tough to call. And if I if I will go instinct here, it, if if that if that starts off the night, I I I, I it, it's tough to fix because I either have a possibility of either Josh Cross winning it, um, possibly um the limit breaker winning it. Um, I it, mean it's too tough to call my the long shot that I would literally have of winning of, of someone winning this Would either be Justin Vinson or um possibly Hansman. So if I have to make a pick I will either have to say either a member of FGA or a member of the Monopoly.
1: Pamela Roach, first off, I'm going to address you. No, I am an announcer, and the ASWF needs to realize that you can't harm the voice of your organization. I do not need to get back in the ring. Getting back to what you said, Cornbread, I don't believe a member of FGA will win the Golden Ticket Battle Roll. Obviously, we've already seen a member win the the Golden Ticket Battle Roll, that being Grayson Beckett. And he took it and won the evolution championship. Obviously, we know Grayson Beckett out with an ankle injury, so he's not going to win it. Uh, I don't see Will Cage winning this thing. I think Will Cage is going to be off someplace, I believe, doing some media appearances is the itinerary I got this morning for uh, Mr. Cage. He's not not on the card anywhere, Uh, you know, but who knows? They may bring him in for the Golden Ticket Battle Royal. Uh, Tyler Knight is another one that I believe has a strong possibility of uh, taking a victory in this Golden Ticket Battle Ooh. Royal. So keep your oh, eye on Oh, man. That. That's an history. interesting uh, choice. You know what? I will, I will give out my pick
2: then, Michael Carnahan. You mentioned okay. Tyler Knight's going to be in it. That's my pick for the Battle Royal. You know why? Because he's the goodest of brothers, all right? I mean, he came in during the production meeting, was nice to me. I'm going to be a little biased here on that one. Ace of Morta is my next pick, though, for real. She kicks tons of the ass. I mean,
1: I mean isn't she pretty awesome? I mean, think about that cornbread?
0: right. <laughs> I, you can – that's why I said it's too tough to call because you really can't go – you really really don't have a bad pick. And it was interesting you brought up Tyler Knight as as uh, as one of the picks here. Um, mm, I, I, I'm sorry. It's just too tough to call. It's just something that I'm just going to have to watch and enjoy and see what happens here. I, and you know what? I, w- I, I will say this a returning competitor to the ASWF may win.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. I'll say a surprise pick. That would be my pick. My pick would be the surprise pick.
1: That opens up a lot of potential. You know, you look at names like uh, Austin Lane. You look at guys maybe, you know, from yesteryear, Seth Saver, uh, there's a long list of ASWF alumni that could possibly oh good lord the boogie woogie man me back. oh god oh good god help! No. I, I don't think hold on hold on guys I don't think that he can be out of the nursing home that late so I think we're good we're good no boogie woogie man Jimmy thank god anyway getting back to what we're talking about here the uh, the ASWF Golden Ticket Roll. and I believe we have our first caller of the evening. Uh, let me go ahead and bring him up. Caller, are you with us?
3: Hey, brother, is this thing on? We're live, pal.
1: Yeah, this is on. Uh, is this okay?
3: Oh, oh, brother, this is the fully gifted athlete, Will Cage. Now, I heard, I heard some blasphemy on the on this podcast, brother. All right. First of okay. all, not only do I not do media appearances, but I'm totally, totally, which I will do media appearances for a low, low price of $15 and a handshake. That is my typical wrestling fee. But okay. I have thrown myself into the hat for the golden ticket battle royal. And the fact that you said that FGA could not eliminate the rest of those marks in the battle royal, you jabroni, you have underestimated the fully gifted athletes and shame on you, Michael Carnahan. I thought you were cool. I thought you were a good
2: guy you know well I've tried to tell them the same thing
3: well you know what really pains me I tried to support this podcast by commenting and now and, and I get marked as spam how dare you I am I'm appalled at my treatment I want to raise all right two hot dogs all right two hot dogs fifteen dollars. That's
1: the conversation we hey, are hey, gonna have
2: with the commissioner. Hey, I, I, I can get you in. Well, I can get you in. I can get you cheese on those hot dogs, possibly, Michael. Can we get them cheese on those hot dogs?
1: Hey, uh, it's not my call. It's not your call, Cody. Michael,
3: you're the, the one thing. talking about the commissioner all the time. You guys are obviously friends, right?
1: Yeah,
2: uh-huh. yeah,
3: they're good brothers. Not so oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. You guys are talking an awful lot. Now I know it seems like a, it's a lover's spat, but I think you guys can get through it. If you just go to some correct counseling, America will totally pay. Oh wait, sorry. This country doesn't offer health care to people anymore. You'll figure right, it out. But, but
2: Michael, here, here is one thing I do got to suggest. Uh, you know, Will Cage did sneak into my DMs and he said, "Hey man, look, yeah,
1: well, there's well, one well, thing we've
2: got to negotiate."
1: Time out, time out, time out. The good brother snuck in your DMs. One brother snuck in that's another. That's what I brother. do.
0: Well,
3: that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's okay. Arkansas man, don't don't make that implication because it's already there.
2: Yeah, oh, okay. A- and and you've got to factor in, Michael. It. I mean, the guy was getting blocked as spam. I mean, he was sending me screenshots. Yeah, I'm and not
3: a spam. I'm not. Candy. He's not a spam.
2: He He's just like everybody. He's just like the ASWF fans and the wrestlers and everyone alike. Yeah, he just wants I'm the men's room at the Valiant fixed and working. The sink especially.
3: The sink is a serious My problem, brother. Now, here's the, here's the real conversation. I want to talk about championships, all right? Okay. And all I can hear and all I can stand about is people marking out Curtis Dawn in this championship standing. And I will not stand for it because, brother, that makes me look bad, all right? If we're going to say Curtis Dawn can't win this and keeps having to do underhanded tactics, that man hit the only vertebraker in ASWF history on me, all right? That's a neck breaking move. Luckily, I was in a cult at the time and I had superpowers, and so it didn't break my neck. But if I'd have been the average ASWF person, Curtis Dawn would have straight up murdered me. This man is not to be trifled with, and we're going to sit here and say that he's been a coward running away using underhanded tactics, strategy. It's mind games. Curtis Dawn is a fiend, and don't let it be forgotten. Well,
0: but anyways,
1: friend, mean, I would agree. That would be your new. Cody said that. I completely agree Curtis Don did what he had to do to survive.
3: That's right, brother. I'm going to put somebody else over on this podcast. I also heard the exact phrase, "You cannot train for a tables match uttered in this podcast. And let me tell you, brother, that is not true. As I myself, a connoisseur, if you will, of the of brother and the tables matches." unless, you know, the promoter doesn't get the tables and you get booked and do a different match and it's a whole disaster, then I had to train. And what you have to do is you have to eat 100% pure sawdust every day. hardens your body, hardens your soul, hardens your spirit, all right? And headbutt a brick wall about three times a day. i recommended this to Justin Benson. I see him doing it every day. He is ready, he is willing, and he is able to get through this tables match. Excalibur's got another thing coming. He wasn't training. He wasn't eating the sawdust or headbutting the brick walls. He wasn't going on spiritual Buddhist journeys, all right? He was not ready for this tables match. Justin Benson is ready to break a table with another human being. It's going to be good. It's going to be awesome.
1: Well, I mean, while we're at it, we're getting the uh, good brother picks here on the card. Uh, What do you think about the Penitentiary of Pain? Who's going to win the Evolution Championship?
3: Well, everybody knows that the secret good brother, the goodest brother to ever brother, Tyler Knight. All right, he's got the edge. We don't see him a lot around here in ASWF, but he watches his tape. I see the man watch his tape. He watches more tape than the tape traders of the 70s that were brothering and out and doing coke all the time. This brother is ready to out-brother all the other brothers in that cage match. Oh, brother. Well, brother, I mean. He is.
2: Yeah, Michael, get with the program. I mean, Tyler Knight let me in on this good brother secret not too long ago. But, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, since you've been in your little mood swings, you know, you you haven't been sticking with the program.
3: Yeah, the program.
1: I I mean – I'm trying to get with the program as much as possible, and apparently my program's been hijacked. Uh, while well, we're were. at it, While we're at it again, let's go ahead and talk about the uh, ASWF Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Fred, Blackout, James, and a mystery partner versus the storybook, Prince, Gaston, and uh, Gary and Tier. Who walks out with the tag team championship?
3: history partner. Do I know? That mystery partner, all fake. People don't watch their tapes, their secret underground footage of the man, Fred Blackout James, in the Indies many moons ago. And he was the most dominant force anyone's backyard has ever seen. Way I see it. This is a handicap match in favor, in favor of the man, Fred Blackout James. Not in favor I mean, of an already established tag team.
1: I mean, I might throw up a me.
3: little bit. Oh, and, oh and
1: Michael, like,
2: I, I kid you not, I know it's the Halloween vibe, but the paranormal really is
3: everywhere, man. It's everywhere, brother. I've seen it. I was in a cult once. I was part of the paranormal. It was wild.
1: This is, this is true. I remember that. I remember that. Well, we got one more here for you. Will, before we let you go, of course, the death match. Yes, sir. Suicide King Ray Ray versus the King of Hardcore, the Enforcer. Who you got?
3: I'm right down the middle, brother, because at one corner, you got the King of Killing Himself and the guy that took my spot in that cult we were just talking about versus quite possibly the most experienced death match guy in all of Arkansas. Granted, Glass and a few other things have been invented since the last time he figured out how to take a Geritol properly. But he is no no force to be trifled with. And the king of killing himself is probably going to, like, kill himself or something. It's going to be a slobber knocker. That's for sure, Jabroni.
1: Well, uh, Cody, do you have anything else for our guest at this time, the uh, fully gifted athlete, Mr. Will Cage?
2: Fully well, gifted. Well, I mean... Fully gifted, yeah, Michael. I don't, um, you know, I think we basically went over the whole itinerary. Um, All right,
3: hell yeah, brother. You guys have a good time. Well, you have a good time too, Mister
1: Cage. Uh, I, I, I thought he was gonna stick around for what, your question, Cody. What? I thought you guys were good friends.
2: Ah, uh, he's a fully gifted athlete. He doesn't care. He, he, he just wanted to go. Hit his 300 brother squats and do his push ups with the deck of cards.
1: I mean,
2: I mean, so. But, I mean, go ahead. But it has been a while since we've had a guest call on. But if we're making predictions, I mean, well, the suicide king you um you know history is spoken the man the hardcore legend himself the arkansas hardcore the deathmatch legend enforcer it's a history lesson to everybody who either missed it or has never heard the enforcer was the suicide king's very first hardcore match ever
1: Fifteen years. So
2: it's so for it to happen again, you got to think. One was already wiser to the death match scene, while the other was new. Now one has been notorious for making himself the suicide king, and he didn't get that name for a reason. You know, he did whatever it took to get a victory. So to see basically a, a rematch, fifteen years in the making. Michael, my pick is—you uh, know—I don't want to give the the father time factor to anybody, but I've got to give the experience factor to the enforcer on this one.
1: Well, I've been going back and forth on this for quite some time, and I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know that Saturday. Keep tuned to the ASWF Facebook pages. We go throughout the day, We're going to be uh, dropping multiple videos uh, with interviews for the combatants for Halloween resurrection. But let's go ahead and talk about uh, this. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have an exclusive interview uh, from a special location uh, with the enforcer just hours before the death match commences 16 years ago. And I don't want to give away too much, but. You're not going to want to miss this exclusive interview I have with the enforcer coming up Saturday. I've been going back and forth on this. So, you know my feelings on the suicide king. He takes things way too far. The to dude lost his daggum mind. Let's be honest here. Lost his daggum mind. And I just literally, I. I don't know. I don't know who to pick. Do you take the guy who's lost his freaking mind or do you take the guy who's done this to his body for goodness, the better part of two, three decades? Both of them are SWF Hall of Famers. Ray twice. And the thing that... The thing that, I mean, it comes down to in my mind is this. It's going to be who's the most sadistic. And, Cody, if you were to ask me right now who's the most sadistic between the two, I can't answer that question. I absolutely cannot tell you who is more sadistic, Suicide King or the King of Hardcore? I
0: I can't
2: give you an answer. Well, Michael, you've got to factor in. Has Enforcer kidnapped a man? I mean, we're talking about most sadistic. <coughs> I mean, you know, kidnapping, that's pretty... Uh, <clears throat> that's a That's a very sadistic thing to do. But, I mean... Come on, Michael. You've got to give the experience factor to to enforcer on this one. And this isn't a slight against the Suicide King whatsoever. I'm looking for the experience factor.
1: I mean the experience factor is certainly gonna go in the uh corner of the enforcer, but like I said, I just I have a uh I have a hard time picking the contest. Go ahead and move right along here as we keep going, and let's break down the ASWF Championship match. I mentioned this earlier uh, when I did the live last night, and I believe it breaks down like this. Go back 365 days ago, Cody, and look at Halloween Resurrection 2018, and look where the main event Curtis Don was on that card. What was he doing? Do you remember?
2: I mean uh, Michael I mean 365 days ago huh? One
1: year ago
2: One year ago You know I gotta let Cornbread answer this one
1: Well Unfortunately Cornbread's no longer In the uh, In with us He has uh, some other duties He had to go take care of Real quick but I mean, I, obviously, if you think hard enough about it, I'm sure you can come up with the, I'm sure you can come up with the answer, Cody. Uh, but especially if you watched my live video last night. But I'll go ahead and give you the answer. He had a basket match for the ASWF Evolution Championship, and it was his first matchup, his first champ- shot at championship gold, what happened in that contest, Cody? Do you remember that?
2: I mean, I remember he tried to low blow Asa Morda. And, I mean, these two took each other to the limit. And it was Asa Morda that came out of that match the victor. But it was a hard-fought match between Asa Morda and Curtis Don. And both of them have evolved so much since the last year.
1: You're absolutely right about that And the thing is with this The reason why I ask you These questions Is because it's leading me to a point Yes The big man K tumor Is an intense impressive physical specimen But I do not believe With the lights turned on bright At ASWS Fall Classic Halloween Resurrection With all the pressure and the ASWF Championship, the most prestigious championship in all of wrestling in the Mid South, on the line. I think it's just going to be a little bit too much for the big man k Toomer to overcome. And I think the main event card is retain retained. ASWF Championship. Cody?
2: I mean, Michael. We've got to uh, we've got to factor in, you know, uh, Curtis Dawney's media appearances. They could be weighing in on him, and we could we could have a new champion. in K Toomer. that's my prediction.
1: You believe that the big man K Toomer is going to have the fastest ascension to ASWF Championship Gold in the history of the organization? Twenty plus years. You think he's going to rewrite the record books?
2: Why not, Michael? I mean, here's the thing. I love seeing history being made. It's the same thing as if Fred James wins the tag team titles. It is history in the making. Well, and sometimes, Michael, it's good to rewrite history. And that's what we're getting uh, history rewritten. That's what we're getting with the Suicide King and the Enforcer,
0: and I mean, somebody had,
2: else could possibly rewrite history in the Golden Ticket Battle Royal. We could see a two, we could see our first ever two-time Golden Ticket holder. We could see a new Golden Ticket holder.
1: You're absolutely right about that. Uh, we talked about, you know, you mentioned uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the ASWF Tag Team Championships. It's going to be Fred blackout a glorified fan, and he found somebody uh, to pay probably 50 bucks to be in his corner, and he's going to challenge for the ASWF Tag Team Championships, and gotcha! This is exactly why I don't pick or one of the main factors as to why I don't take the big man and because I believe the big man K Toomer. He says he's always looking for a fight. I'm sure Fred James is willing to pay at this point, knowing that he's got bullies knocking down his door. The big man K Toomer is gonna to be the partner. And yet again, the big man K Toomer is gonna to fall short against the storybook Prince and Gary and Tyr. Who do you believe is going
2: to be the main team and who wins? Oh, man. You know what? Here's the deal. Mystery partner aside, it is the man, Fred freaking Blackout James. He beat the fully gifted athlete, William Cage. I mean, hit him with the blackout. History has shown that nobody has ever kicked out of the blackout. That is a 100% guaranteed successful key to victory, Michael. Cody,
1: he's a and fan. So, My goodness. He
2: is a fan. He is a fan. But who are you to question uh, Fred James, Michael Carnahan. I mean, it'd be like me questioning why do they call the enforcer the enforcer? What exactly is he enforcing? I mean, the, if we're asking questions, let there be some real questions here. My goodness.
1: Okay,
2: go ahead, Cody. Go ahead with your prediction. Oh, Fred the man, freaking blackout James. Okay,
1: who's going to be a tag team partner.
2: Uh, my tag team partner is gonna be the guy that wins the tag team titles with Fred the Man, freaking Blackout James.
1: Oh my
2: goodness! Or or woman because he could have the Mistress of Mayhem. We've seen some odd pairing tag team champions. We had we did have Taco Hell earlier this year.
1: You were right, so
2: I mean, right
1: about that. Goodness, so I that. mean. So I mean. Would certainly be- you
2: forgot about that? How the hell do you forget about Cataclysm holding championship gold with anybody? But I digress, Michael. Oh, man. You've the, for the voice of ASWF, you see this stuff live and you forget about it. I can't believe you. Big league in the business.
0: How? How?
1: what were you going to come at me about forgetting about something you can't even remember that last year Curtis Dawn lost the ASWF Evolution Championship basket match to Asa Morda.
2: Huh. Well, it's funny because Curtis Dawn didn't lose the ASWF Evolution Championship to Ace Morda. He lost his match. She went into the match as the champion, Michael.
1: I didn't say... Oh my goodness. I said he lost the Evolution Championship.
2: Oh my goodness. So nope. he, yeah, was, yeah. You said... <laughs> All right, go ahead Michael, go ahead. Have
1: you had too much sugar tonight.
2: Cody? What?
1: Have you had too much sugar tonight?
2: Uh you are. Too yeah, hyped. I have. I I am hyped up. Man, let me tell you something. It's not the sugar. It's the rush, brother, brother. In the words of the fully gifted athlete William Cage, brother, brother, and that is the rush of the action that's going to go down this Saturday at the Valiant Arena where the men's sink doesn't work. But the action is going to be hot, brother. So be sure to hit the snack down concession stand. Get you some hot dogs with some cheese on it. Get you a drink. Watch the ASWF action. We're going to see people die the death match we're gonna see golden ticket holders Michael I mean come on I am hyped and if you are not hyped what in the world is wrong with you and I believe I speak on behalf of the fans the ASWF community one how can you not be hyped for this card
1: that is stacked
2: completely
1: I am I am hyped for this card. I'm completely hyped for this card. I've just tried to maintain a level of professionalism. Uh, Cody, next up we're going to talk about uh, the death Uh The suicide team Ray Ray versus the hardcore team, the enforcer. Who do you have and why?
2: As I said earlier, I've got my money on the enforcer. I'm not sure why he's enforcing.
1: But I will
2: say this. If it's anything, he's enforcing his territory in the death match against the suicide king, Ray Ray. Both men are a little older and a little wiser. But I've got to give the experience factor into the enforcer or to the enforcer for just the fact that he has done this, what, 30 years or more? I mean, that's almost twice. I mean, and listen, this is a rematch, fifteen years in the making. You basically get to see the evolution of uh, of of a man or a king. Basically, you see, you get to see the Suicide King, how much he's grown as a competitor,
1: and we're going
2: to get to see that firsthand against the Enforcer.
1: Right about that, you know that is once again another matchup that I can't. Fit. But we have one more on the uh, on the agenda here, or excuse me, two more. We have the tables match, Justin Vinson versus the ASW Hall of Famer Excalibur. Now there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of moving pieces in this one. Obviously, like I said, I believe that I believe Brad Hicks will be detrimental. To Justin Vincent in this contest, because Justin shouldn't have to worry about Brad Hicks on the outside, so I believe he will be detrimental. Also, you got to remember Morgan Williams, where Excalibur goes. Morgan Williams not far behind, so uh, that's another one you got to factor in. I'm taking Excalibur in this contest.
2: Oh, oh you're taking Excalibur. I'll, I'll take no. Justin Vincent for the simple fact. I'm taking Justin Vincent for the simple fact that the man's been eating sawdust. And, I mean, if that doesn't scream badass, Michael, I don't know what it is. And trust me, I'm going to take what the fully gifted athlete himself as truth, says is truth. I mean, come on. If you're eating sawdust to train for a tables match, I mean, come on, Michael. You ain't going to get more hardcore than that because you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore.
1: And certainly interesting uh, expertise there. But now we get to the big one. The Evolution Championship on the line inside of the Penitentiary of Pain. And, Cody, I'm going to go ahead and break down the rules for you as we got our official copy of the Rules for Penitentiary of Pain 2019 this morning for the Evolution Championship. Two men are going to start every minute thereafter. Another person will enter until all six combatants have entered. Pinfalls and submissions slash eliminations can occur anytime inside of the uh, after the first bell all the way to the last bell. And the last person standing will be named the ASWF Evolution Champion. Cody, this is the big one. This is the Penitentiary of Pain. And you heard We he Mike, uh, in his promo earlier this week. He talked about a year since the penitentiary of pain, and how this year has changed, and how the penitentiary changed them. Some match that shortens careers and definitely changes trajectories. Tell who's walking out the evolution champion this Saturday night?
2: So you're telling me, because I haven't seen the rules of the match. You you you've got them, and for some reason you were withholding this information from me. So you're telling me. And elimination can even occur before all combatants are in the ring?
1: Absolutely. Okay. So did, you, did you check your spam folder? That's where Bruce emails go in my email.
2: Well, Michael, I have a little more respect than that. I mean, I know what your spam folder's full of because I've kind of hacked your phone a time or two. Hashtag fake taxi. But anyway, Michael... Uh, you know what? I've got a You know what? I've got to give I've got to give it to the wild card. We've seen we've got three people in this match that are experienced in the penitentiary of pain. We've got Insane Shane, we've got the original Misfit, and we've got the Limit Breaker himself. So they've definitely got the experience edge, but you can't you cannot deny ace Morta being a previous evolution champion at the turn of the uh, at the turn of the new year or at least right before the turn of the new year you cannot deny that hey she's been kind of on a hot streak as of late uh, trying to regain her gold and then you've got you got Tyler Knight I mean, and and Heinzman. I mean, we've seen people from D-Mike's past, present, and future coming into this match. So, but if I'm gonna put my money on the line, I've got two picks, and I reserve the right for two picks, and that's D-Mike. And if D-Mike don't, if D-Mike does not defend the title or successfully, then my next pick, Tyler Knight, hands down. Because I mean, come on, Michael.
1: Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but the legitimate ASWF Evolution Champion walking into the Penitentiary of Pain this Saturday night will walk out the recognized ASWF Evolution Champion, and I do believe the original misfit Josh Cross, who successfully won the Penitentiary of Pain last year, if you remember, he had that smart idea with the handcuffs, handcuffing Josh or handcuffing Cataclysm and Ray Ray to the cage. The man's smart. The man knows how to play him for a matchup like the Penitentiary of Pain. He's been in the matchup in the Penitentiary of Pain. Uh, Got to go with the original misfit, Josh Croft.
2: I mean, Michael, I mean, you, you're going off the experience factor here, and I like it. Um, I'm
1: just, I'm but sure. I mean. Another, hey, Since how you, you get two picks, I get two picks. My second pick, if it's not the original Mississippi Josh Croft, it's going to be that big monster, Heinzman.
2: Oh, yes. This guy is definitely, I mean, we've seen Heinzman, you know, dominate throughout his career at ASWF. We've seen D-Mike D- beat him at Fight for Freedom. So, I mean, could this be redemption for Heinzman?
1: Absolutely. I do believe it could very well be. But, Cody, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up for tonight. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow night at 7 p.m. As I reveal the order of entry for the Penitentiary of Pain. The order of entry right here live on Facebook with you fans watching. We're also going to, have to give away the final pair of tickets for ASWF Halloween Resurrection. And we will get you ready for the Penitentiary of Pain. Cody, go ahead and give us your final thoughts.
2: Michael, I mean, look, there's a chill in the air. It's goosebumps. I mean, you heard me earlier. I am psyched for Halloween Resurrection. I mean, there's going to be chills, spills, ghost, ghouls, death. I mean, not nobody's not going to die. I mean, it's it's a death match. But anyway,
0: there's a possibility
2: of it. But, Michael, my final thoughts is it's going to be action-packed start to finish bell to bell ladies and gentlemen bring your kids bring the, have them dress up in the costumes bring extra money for the snack down uh throw some funds over for the men's room sink i mean ladies and gentlemen i mean you cannot get any hotter than this action here
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'll go ahead and wrap things up by saying this. In just 48 hours, a little under 48 hours now, we will bear witness to the ASWF Fall Classic, that is Halloween Resurrection 2019, live from 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. You will see a tables match, a death match, a match for the richest prize in the ASWF, the ASWS championship between a hitman and the main event. And, of course, you will see the penitentiary of pain you will bear witness to the most destructive match known to man. And, of course, you will see a costume contest, so make sure to bring your children dressed up in their costume. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you this Saturday night, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. Doors open at five thirty, kids get kid, or kids get it, six and under get in for free. And the show starts at seven. We will see you this Saturday night at ASWF Halloween Resurrection.
0: over there's no escape over your shoulder don't look away